Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Benjamin, how are you? I'm wonderful, Joshua. How are you? You know, I was just walking around in beautiful West Hollywood where we record our show, and I had an observation, and I don't know if it's slightly mean of me, but you know what? I'm going to go with it. I saw a man with a walking stick of the mm. kind that if you are visually impaired, you would use, right? Mm. Which is mm-hmm. amazing and brilliant. <laughs> but he had headphones on. And here's my thought. <laughs> if one of your major senses is impaired, <laughs> would you not want all of your remaining senses to be at heightened awareness if and when you're strolling the streets? Ben, thoughts? What are you nuts? You jumped right to, you jumped right to it. But yes, that is absolutely crazy. Are you positive that you weren't mistaking this man's hearing aids for AirPods? <laughs> no, he had a white walking stick. Like No, I know, but the white the walking stick has nothing to do with his headphones. Sorry. Yes, no. He had on like vintage like 90s like he looked like he was working for an AM radio station. They were they look like the the headphones I have on now. Very interesting. Weird, right? That is incredibly strange, and it makes me think that he's lying. (laughs) But I don't think it's appropriate to accuse a blind man of pretending to be blind. Yes, don't they have it hard enough, Ben? They have it hard enough. They do. They do. Wow, starting off great. (laughs) Tell me about that Blink-182 shirt you're wearing, because we're all dying to know. Is this just the best merch you've ever seen? It's cool. What do you mean it's cool? (laughs) It's cool. I came out and I complimented your shirt with the diamond, like some weird diamond on it. I'm wearing cool ass merch. And it's like, it's cool. I went to a Blink-182 concert, fucking shredded. It was the first time I've ever seen Tom in person. Are you a Blink fan? I, I We've talked about this. I, I guess so. Yeah, you're, you're not, which is just so <laughs> upsetting. It's so upsetting. But so for those of... For I mean, I think we've spoken about this, but Tom left the band about a decade ago. Oh, and really? Just, yeah, and just came back because Mark had stage four cancer, unfortunately, which we, we definitely spoke about this. And But they came back because Mark, we didn't talk about this? No. No? No, you're shaking your head. Okay, so then I will take a deep breath and I will tell a longer story. So Blink-182 is Tom, Mark, Travis, right? Those are the three, the holy trinity unbelievable band childhood hits just it's blink 182 anybody that doesn't like blink 182 i can't understand 
And like all rock bands do, they get into some kind of a beef. But this beef was completely squashed because Mark, the lead singer, unfortunately got stage four cancer. Thank God he beat it. But they were all like, what are we nuts? We're fighting over peanuts. This guy's about to die. We might as well come back together. And so they did. So that Coachella performance that maybe you saw was the first time they were all back together in a decade. And I had never seen a Blink-182 concert in person with Tom in it. So I went to UBS Arena, amazing arena, home of the Islanders. And Spritz. And Spritz Society. Thank you very much. And saw Blink-182, rocked out with my cock out. Where did that expression come from? Rock out with your cock out. Yeah, because if your cock did fall out, I don't I can't imagine an appropriate setting, especially in a big public area where you could just leave it out. It but it's just so weird. Like you're jumping up and down, you're moshing and your your dick is just flopping. It's it's more like rock out. No. It's strange. I don't understand it. But I digress. Unbelievable concert. Unbelievable. Tom, Travis, Mark, the fans. What a vision. So we, I got this new concert tee because I had an old concert tee. But when you go to a new concert and there's new concert tees, you got to buy a new concert tee. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about concert merch in general. But I will say what I am not about is guys in their 50s and 60s wearing John Varvatos washed Led Zeppelin shirts. Like, you know how John Varvatos has these like Pink Floyd, yes. Led Zeppelin 70s rock band shirts and I'm like stop it your name is Mark you are an oral surgeon and you're not fucking lit ripped blue jeans probably a new cowboy boot they're in that era yes you're right you're so right I know who you're talking about and they're frequenting Bruce Springsteen at the Stone Pony if you if you know the Stone Pony great venue you were saying that you're not a big fan of the concert tee but the concert tee is not about you like I wish that my dad had a Led Zeppelin t-shirt from when he saw Led Zeppelin that I could then wear. Because wouldn't that be cool? A vintage yes. concert t-shirt from your father? Imagine passing Anything down. from my dad, I'd take. <laughs> a hug. No, a hug. <laughs> Just a pat on the shoulder. <gasps> but buy concert tees, save them, give them to your son. My problem is that as I'm talking through this, I don't know why I bought the concert tee. Because Claudia will throw away my concert tee before it ever gets to our child anyways. I find you and Claudia's, your music tastes, fascinating. Because for two born and bred New York kids, you love emo and she loves country. I don't see you both very much into like hip-hop or maybe the stereotypical mid-aughts, 90s, you know, hip-hop, R&B, the way that we grew up with that. Like, what is that? We're unique, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe you're pointing out the fact that we don't just follow the herd, mm. that we we are original. But no, I, I like all music. I think we both like all music. We're fans of music. But I don't know how I like got into my, my emo stuff, but I've always loved that stuff. And country, you know, I didn't like, but now I've convinced myself that I do like because I listen to it so much. But why is it, here's what I feel like. People who love country primarily listen to country and they'll allow for some other music sometimes. Yes. What is it? Is it the culture? Is it the lifestyle? It's interesting. You know, I'm not, I'm not the right person to ask that question to because I don't only listen to country music. 
That said, I think that it is, I have no idea. I think it's, it's fascinating what you, you identify with, right? So in a country song, they'll be talking about a pickup truck and up until this year, Bud Light, no, I'm kidding. But like, they'll be talking about (laughs) a pickup truck and drinking brews and family and Jesus. You don't hear a lot about Hashem and- You know, but then in hip hop, they're talking about Ace of Spades and Rolls Royce. So I guess it's like just whatever your whatever you relate to. I guess so. But like, I also don't listen that intensely to lyrics. Like, I'm not like saying to myself, like, oh, yeah, that's so true. Like, I just sing songs because I think they sound catchy. And then all of a sudden I look back on the lyrics like everybody else. And I'm like, what what the hell does any of that even mean? Right. But perhaps you're right with country. Maybe people are like excited that they're singing about. Yes, their beers and their truck and their fields and their girls and their guys. Do you find it? I think this is a knock on me. I can't believe people know lyrics to any song ever. So that's interesting because Claudia knows every lyric to every song. I've noticed that about her. My wife, too. And are they listening to it differently than us, Ben? It's such an excellent question i don't know how they absorb so much information i don't have it i don't have it it must be something in our brains but i would ask you it's interesting i don't think i could memorize lines you clearly have the ability to memorize whatever you want in abundance so it must just be that you don't care for me i think i actually have like a mental block or a mental illness that doesn't allow me to do it Learning lines is muscle memory and it's like, it's just a muscle you practice. I have this app called Line Learner because Mm. if this app didn't exist, I'd be divorced (laughs) because me asking Paige to read lines with me literally leads to some of our biggest fights. And I have to remember that not all of us were robbed of our childhoods and forced into child labor at 10. Love you, mom. (laughs) So I'll be like, babe, we got to run these lines because, you know, it's showtime tomorrow. And she'd be like, babe, no, we don't. I didn't sign up for this. And I had a real childhood with real boundaries and limits. And I'm like, jealous. Anyway, so I have this app that allows me to read both sides of the script hmm. and then I'll play it back and it will only play the other character's lines. And in theory, it allows me to kind of run lines. So what I'll do is, because I love a multitask, when I'm memorizing lines, I'll record it into the app throw in my AirPods, walk, get my steps in while quietly, hopefully without a lot of people around because I look like I'm mumbling to myself, (laughs) reciting my, like if you see me at the airport, I do this at the airport a lot. I'll get there early and I'll just walk the halls of the Delta terminal doing my lines. And it's, it's become quite, yeah, it's become quite easy. I just did this movie with Kathy Bates and she's playing like this, Brene Brown, like badass kind of, you know, Susie Orman type. And she had a speech that must've been three pages and she's in her mid seventies and she was Mm. just like crushing the lines. I was like, Kathy, you're my hero. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, No, I, I can't remember anything. So I need that app. And I think that the reason why they, they must just listen to the songs a lot all (laughs) the time. I don't know when, but they must, maybe in their sleep. Do girls listen to songs as they sleep? But how many, what, you could say that about, I've probably heard, what, the YMCA? 
or the the Macarena. Like, I've how many songs have we heard a million times? I can't tell I you. S- I still don't remember the real words. Like, I'll get on the dance floor. Young men, there's no need, need to, to feel do down. I say said young, young men. men. That's it. I don't know the next one. Good time. It's because we don't care. I've solved the, the mystery. It's because I could not give two shits about the real words to the YMCA. Yeah, I, I, I agree. What's your favorite party dance? Is it the Macarena? Is it the YMCA? The electric slide, maybe? Like, to do now? Or was, am I thinking like bar mitzvah days? Because like I loved like a Coke and Pepsi situation. Tell the people what a Coke and Pepsi. These are bar mitzvah games. You just like, they're sort of like relay races, but like not really. You run a, like, I don't even know how to describe Coke and Pepsi. You both stand on the same line. Somebody yell, one person's Pepsi, one person's Coke. They yell Coke. Somebody runs. I don't even remember. You see, maybe I don't even care about Coke and Pepsi either. Maybe I don't even care. The YMCA was was a great dance. Great dance. Or Cotton Eye Joe. That was probably my favorite. That was great. I went to my friend's son's bar mitzvah in like 2020 and they pride, they played exclusively Juice World. And I was like, did something change in the bar mitzvah playlist? Like, where is, where is Cotton Eye Joe? Where is, you know, I don't know, um, Sweet Caroline. Mm-hmm. But, like the party favorites, where did they go? I have no idea. Every, by the way, it's, Totally abnormal that you went to a bar mitzvah that was 100% Juice World. All the ones that I go to are still Sweet Caroline. That said, Jews World. Great thing. You ever think of that? You ever think of that? I do like that. You ever think of that? It's Jews World. <laughs> That's why they played it nonstop. I know what you've been thinking. What about my gut immune access? Like, how can I support? How can I you know, promote and do things that help support my gut immune. Well, you can increase your daily fiber, right? Certain fibers are fermented by gut microbes and biotransformed into short chain fatty acids, which helps maintain immune health. Um, SCFAs interact with immune cells and regulate anti-inflammatory and antioxidant responses, right? I know you probably already knew that, but that was new information to me. And what else has been new is just overall the importance of your gut biome, how it affects and plays a huge part in your systemic health, in supporting the resilient immune system. And that's where seed comes in for me. It's a daily symbiotic, seeds DSO1. It's plant-based prebiotic and probiotic, which is important because they're different that's been scientifically studied for its benefits. It's got over 53.6 billion AFU. It's got nothing bad, no binders, no preservatives. It's vegan, sugar-free. And I know when choosing a probiotic, it can seem incredibly daunting. There's so many choices out there. And that's why I love CDSO1, Daily Symbiotic. Look, it helps promote digestive health, skin health, It can even help with heart health. It can help to maintain blood cholesterol levels that are already in the normal range. And you know me, I'm the cholesterol king. It supports healthy intestinal recycling of cholesterol and bile. So listen, it's important for you to remember that you didn't know any of this before your boy Josh told you. And I'm happy. I'm happy to share this with you. So you can join me in my gut health journey with Seed. 
Visit seed.com slash good guys and use code good guys to redeem 30% off your first month of seeds DS01 daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash good guys and use code good guys. Natural diamonds, y'all. Natural diamonds. Look, you think you know diamonds? You think you know diamonds? Probably not. Probably not as much as you think. Look, they're over a billion years old. And the natural diamond is still very much a part of the present. Our engagement ring, the gift from a partner, or the jewelry we buy to celebrate a win sparks a lot of joy. But did you know that stone is connected to 10 million people around the world? From Canada to Africa to Australia, the impact of the natural diamond industry is huge providing healthcare and building schools and roads to remote communities worldwide. Your natural diamond saves threatened species like the African elephant from extinction and protects more land than Paris, London, and New York City combined. Each natural diamond promises a more sparkling future for generations to come. Discover so many more natural diamond truths at naturaldiamonds.com slash thank you. We're coming into the first of the big long weekends of the summer. We Memorial are. Memorial Day. What's mm-hmm. on the docket? What do you have planned, young Ben? You honestly did your what are you nuts as we opened. So I wanted to share a what are you nuts about Memorial Day. And it's really just all of these big holidays in general that we put, like, the only way that we can celebrate as a society is by calling it Memorial Day, when obviously we're not memorializing anybody. The original intent, of course, was that. Independence Day, right? July 4th was celebrating our independence. Mm. Labor Day was celebrating. It's always something rooted in memorializing or celebrating something that we're not necessarily doing today, right? It's just an excuse for people to take off and spend time with their families. So I'd much rather stop pretending that we're using Memorial Day to do anything other than grill and party. And so my what are you nuts is why can't we just call it what it is a long weekend for us all to celebrate this idea of Memorial Days and Labor Days. And I don't know, do you understand what I'm saying? I understand it. And lest anyone be confused, what you're saying is let's have a proper Memorial Day where we're in memoriam for our fallen heroes, not like drinking Trulies and making bad decisions. Exactly. Yes. Let's separate the two. Let's have a nice day in memoriam. Yes. Right. Like for Jews, we have Holocaust Remembrance Day. Yom HaShoah is one singular day where we all really think about what happened in the Holocaust. Why can't we have one singular day in America for all of the fallen soldiers? And then we have separately a long weekend to party just because we don't need an excuse. The excuse is that we work damn hard. Yes, and we'll call that day Make Your Ancestors Embarrassed Day. Yes. Yes. Yes, we will. Yeah, get, get back at your dad who wasn't there day. Yes, do things that'll haunt you when you're on a job search in 15 years day. Yes. Yes. I agree. It's the perfect weekend to go in the hot tub, even though you've had diarrhea within the last 14 days. Let me ask you this. What are your hot tub rules and guidelines? Because my feeling is if there's more than four people in a hot tub, no matter the size, I'm not getting in. Number one, I will not get in a hot tub at this current age with a stranger. 
Interesting. Say more. I just don't want to go to a resort and get in a hot tub with a mom, dad, and her and their six-year-old. Because, you know, there's always that random youngin in the hot tub, even though they're not supposed to be, that, like, complain to their parents that they want to come in the hot tub. I'm not in the mood for a family hot tub sesh yep. with randoms. So maybe I'm on vacation with a larger group. It's a couple of friends. It's my wife. Sure, a hot tub's lovely. Or spa, sauna situation. Love a hot tub in that case, right? Best. But a public, semi-public, at a hotel, hot tub, not really my thing. What about you? I agree with you. I think there needs to be more hot tub guidelines in general. I think hot tubs in Vegas, very gross. I agree with you. The six-year-old who wants to stunt their growth by being in the hot tub, even though it clearly says on the same sign where it's written that you shouldn't get in if you've had diarrhea within 14 days, <laughs> that someone under 12 shouldn't be in there. Yeah, I... I, my, my hot tub experience, one time I was at a hot tub at a spa and a guy got in the hot tub and sat closer than I thought was necessary. <laughs> and then I felt his foot on my foot. And I, first I was like very flattered. And secondly, I was like, listen, if you want this hot thing, to, like <laughs> uninvited toe tapping ain't going to be it. Okay. You're gonna have to chat me up and you're gonna have to offer me some orange slices and some cucumber water. Cause I am not easily one over. No, I don't hook up with dudes, but I was flattered and I thought it was interesting that that was kind of his like, hey, how are you? And I was like, you're gonna have to do better than that. Was he nude? He was probably, yes, he was nude. Were you nude? You know, there's always a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not are the you, nude guy are in the you, spa. Are you, you're not the nude guy in the spa. That's what I was no. gonna ask. You're but not. I'm not. I'm not bathing suit guy in a, in a men's only private spa. I'm towel around the waist, guy. That's, see, but that's the problem with the hot tub. Because if you bring a bathing suit to a spa, that's a, what are you nuts? You are just, you're, you're right. crazy. You're, you're crazy. You're that right. said, if you're the naked guy in the spa, you're also kind of crazy. So it's a lose-lose because how are you supposed to enjoy the hot tub if it's looked down upon to be naked. It's looked down upon to bring a bathing suit to the spa. How are you supposed to get in? In your towel? Totally. I remember having family members <laughs> who had a big, beautiful pool at the house in which they lived. And once I heard one of them say, you know, me and my wife, we just love swimming naked in the mornings. And I said, I'll never look at you guys the same way again. I don't know why my, my brain immediately went to, you know, we have these family friends and they have big, beautiful bushes. <laughs> Maybe because everyone was naked. All I can we, think about is swimming through their dick water on like a Labor Day. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I can't know that you've been in this pool naked, especially with each other. Before we get into my Memorial Day weekend plans, do you sleep in the nude? I So I used to sleep in the nude when I lived in an apartment. But now that I'm in a house and I'm tasked in protecting my family, I do sleep in a t-shirt and boxers. Even after I've been canoodling, I'll put on clothes again. And because I need to be ever ready because I, you know, I might have to handle some crazy trying to get into my house. You jumped from nude to boxers and a tee. What was yeah. that transition like? I find that as I get older, I'm getting less cool and that I'm eventually I'm going to be in a full 
like old school pajama set with my initials embroidered on it like grandpa joe from willy wonka i know it i'm i'm destined for that and i'm going to drink a lot of i'm going to eat soup and i'm going to avoid stairs i could never get behind i sleep in just boxers just underwear no no shirts but never nude i can never do it i would just like i don't know you're just flopping around it's just uncomfortable i'm just not i can't do it it's so funny. I uh, I have a um, I had an idea for a sketch where there's like a senior citizen superhero, and mm-hmm. the bad guys are things that torment um, senior citizens. Like, oh, it's stairs, man. <laughs> like, like <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> or what? Who else torments older people? Or like, oh, it's a scam caller. Like, it's yeah. customer service. <laughs> like something. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, tell me about Memorial Day. Memorial Day, we're seeing Taylor Swift. Again. Um, can't, can't see her enough. No, Claudia loves Taylor Swift. And oh, wow, I don't get it. So I'll tell you exactly why we're going twice. And it's simply because Taylor Swift plays three different songs every single show. Oh, wow. They're, they're three, like, special songs. And Claudia's favorite song that Taylor Swift sings is a song called Peace. And she still has not sung it. So she wants to go in the hopes that perhaps she hears Peace. That's why I think we're going. Not that it makes much more sense, but that is why we're going. Will, if she plays Peace, will Claudia cry? Definitely. Did she cry at the last show in Nashville you went to? No, because they didn't play peace. So it's just peace. Peace would make her cry. Everything else makes her scream, makes her like, she's diehard Taylor, diehard Taylor. But peace, it would be a real blessing. What, what, I'm so impressed with Taylor Swift and and her talent and just her as a person. Like, besides, usually you don't have both, which is insane, massive talent as a lyricist, as a singer. But then also, to be able to navigate fame as well as she has and be like such a just respectable person. And yet still the X factor is lost on me that someone like your wife or so many people in my life are like, she will come out with a new album and my wife's cousin, Samantha will say, I need to now go listen to this and lay on the floor and like, just be alone with the album. What do you attribute that to? Claudia is the same, you know, having seen Taylor in concert a few times, the fact that she goes out there and she plays a four hour show, rain or shine, like there are videos of her. I don't know how this woman doesn't have chronic pneumonia. Like, I don't know how she's not dead or bad news. She's performing for four straight hours in the pouring rain, pouring rain. She loves her fans. Like she makes it very, she makes her fans really feel like she loves and appreciates them and is one of them. And I think that it's also these girls all grew up with Taylor. They're all the same age, right? Taylor Swift is like, what, early 30s, I think. Mm -hmm. She started when she was 15. So you're looking at millennials that grew up at 15 listening to Taylor sing about the fact that she's 15 and then 22 sing about the fact that she's 22. And now it's just, I don't know. I think she just is like that person for millennial women. Wow. 
Was that a perfect explanation? Really, really good. Really good. It was, right? I dug deep. And I think that I, I think I did the millennial women proud. Other things I'm doing this weekend. I'm playing golf tomorrow. Mm. Uh, I actually played, I don't know if you saw, I was in a pro-am yesterday. I did see yep. that. To yesterday, say more. Yesterday, I was in the Live Golf Pro-Am. It's ironic that we said that we'd be sponsored by the Saudis when Live Golf is sponsored by the Saudis. And I played in the Live Golf Tournament. And I got to play with literally professional golfers. I don't know if you know who Ian Poulter is, but he was a lovely man, mm. like such a famous golfer. Remember Sasha Vujicic from the Lakers? I do. He, yes, I think he hit on my sister-in-law. Well, he was on my team. <laughs> lovely guy. Lovely. You should ask um, if he remembers Blake. She's going to be I, upset I mentioned this. I will. Okay. Blake, last name? Blake O'Brien? <laughs> yes. Okay. Just, you never know. Blake O'Brien, I will ask. That's a strong name, by the way. Blake O'Brien. Yeah. You want to know her middle name? What? Griffin. Blake Griffin O'Brien? Yes. And she's older, I think, than the Blake Griffin. Why does she sound like a family guy character? <laughs> well, because it's a middle name Griffin. Blake Griffin O'Brien sounds like a family guy character. Some people say you sound like <laughs> Peter Griffin, and I don't hear that. I do. Someone said, I remember seeing one comment amongst the sea of comics comments that say, I talk too much, which is <laughs> <laughs> that there was like a Peter Griffin voice thing. I don't Maybe it was just that little cackle of yours, which is adorable. No, it's probably just they looked at me. They're like, this guy looks like he weighs 600 pounds. And I'm going to say that he sounds like Peter Griffin. No, he doesn't. The, and no, you know, he's been looking doesn't. better than ever. I, well, that's certainly true. Um, <laughs> but live golf pro-am unbelievable that's all that's really all that it was just playing with pros it was great but and i'm not gonna lie i got a couple of comments on my video like blood money from the saudis eh? like and it's like excuse me do you know that saudi arabia also owns like half of live nation so are you committed to never going to a concert again if i can't play golf i think that's fair i think there's yes there's blood money in all things there's I'm no getting away from bad money. I'm just playing golf. I'm not taking any blood like blood money. It's like, what's wrong with you? How you're, jealous are you? Well, not only were you playing golf, you're also probably having delicious snacks because at these celebrity pro-ams, I, I, you don't need to tell me, the spread is usually lovely. I'm not going to lie. The spread was heavy, heavily waspy. It was too, like, uh, so ham much sandwiches. Shrimp, so much shrimp and ham. It's like... Come on, like you, you could just throw something out there that I can eat. Shrimp po' boys, country hams. But, no but pasta looked, salad, nothing. No, 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 no. I did have a nice smoothie. I, I remember nice I smoothie. got invited to the for this massive Mercedes golf tournament at mm. the Riviera Country Club where they have one of the big PGA events. I mean, this is like Mark Wahlberg's a member there. This is a high-end, one of the most beautiful golf courses. And it's in California, in Southern California. And I didn't know how to play golf. And so I spent the weekend with my father-in-law trying to learn and then quickly realized that there was no way I was going to be playing in this tournament. <laughs> so, but I'm not one to say no to free shit. So I go and the spread, okay, breakfast, full gorgeous country club breakfast bar spread. And this is at a place that I believe it's 300 grand to even, you, you have to be at $300,000 initiation fee. And by me- leaking these figures i'm never going to be allowed in this club but nevertheless <laughs> so i just couldn't get over the food then they outfit you in beautiful gear 
right? All the things you could ever want to wear as a golfer, you know, active athleisure wear, microfiber mm -hmm. shirts, mm -hmm. terry cloth. Mm -hmm. And then you get, I mean, you, we were with, I was, who was on my team? Marty Fish. Wow. Yes. Who I won over big time until he realized where I said, Marty, I'm not going to golf at all. And he goes, well, we're going to lose. It's a team thing. And I was like, well, you got put on the wrong team, Mart. And uh, <laughs> he, he was a professional tennis player. He wasn't a golfer, right? Mm, yes, tennis. And, and then every four or five holes, the refreshments, I mean, so much hydration, little to-go sandwiches, and then we're done, and it's a beautiful dinner, like, you know, take some time, relax, have a, you know, this was not waspy. This was a full service, beautiful prime rib. I'm talking, you know, many different carbohydrates, a dessert bar. It was lovely. And mm. I recently was invited to yet another golf thing. And I finally had the guts and a little bit of self-respect to say, I'm sorry, I don't play golf, but I'd just love to come and eat. Well, when you get invited to really cool ones, feel free to throw my hat in the ring. Guys, 75% of consumers greatly overestimate the cost of life insurance per year. What people actually think costs over like 50 bucks a month can actually cost 20 bucks a month, aka less than your car insurance, pet insurance, and most definitely a dinner out on the town. Because I know you're doing it up. You're ordering apps. You're ordering dessert. That's a hundred bucks a min, my friend, when you can literally be spending like 20 bucks a month with Quility to have that peace of mind knowing that, hey, you're not going to leave the people who depend on you and your income hanging. There's nothing like that just reassurance that you got that safety net that God forbid, God forbid something happens to you, the people you love, the people you care about. I think about it with my wife and my two little beautiful babies, Max and Shy. You know what? I'm not here. Yeah, my wife, she'll remarry. She's going to marry up. I know she's going to find someone way better than me. But in case she doesn't, they're going to be provided for because I've taken the time. It was really easy to get a little bit of life insurance and know that everyone's going to be taken care of. And that's where Quility comes in. Look, they've created a special life insurance guide just for our listeners, for the good guy listeners. So visit quility.com slash good guys to learn more and match with your perfect policy. That's Q-U-I-L-I-T-Y dot C-O-M slash good guys for more information. Be a good guy or gal and get life insurance for you and yours. I love Hero Bread. I love it. It's delicious. It tastes like bread, right? Soft, fluffy, yummy, all that mouthfeel that you're used to with like just the typical bread that you grew up with, except here's the thing about Hero Bread. It's high fiber, ultra low net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Is that insane? Like it literally has fewer calories than the leading national brand. Oh, and by the way, it has five grams of protein per slice. But the most important part is it's delicious. It tastes like bread. Look, my son and I, we threw it in the toaster this morning, couple slices, gorgeous butter, 
jam. He loves it. He never asks. He just knows that he's enjoying something so good that he's used to. And I know he's getting a little bit extra fiber, a little bit extra protein. I feel like most of us are looking to add a little bit more fiber and protein into our diet. And Hero Bread is just the easiest way. Or sometimes I'll make a wrap. I'll throw a little like grilled chicken, lettuce into one of their wraps. I mean, they have everything. They have buns, they have bread, they have wraps, whatever the thing is that you want Hero Bread has. And it's it's great. Little Caesar dressing on the side. I'm loving it. Look, visit hero.co and use code goodguys at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. That's hero, H-E-R-O dot C-O and use code goodguys for 10% off your first order. And I think it's worthwhile for us to listen to our first speak pipe of Mm. the day. We've got a yes. couple good ones. I think it was a big success on the last step. And I think people want our advice. So if you want our advice, there's a link in the description. Go to our speak pipe, leave us a message, and we will give you our advice. Keep it short and keep it cool. <laughs> Here we go. Hello, Josh and Ben. Love the pod. I have a question regarding Jewish cuisine. I love to cook. I'm dating a Jewish man. I'm not Jewish and he's not practicing and he doesn't really cook. So I feel like I'm missing out on some some key Jewish foods that I should make, even like for holidays or just in general. What should I make, guys? Thank you. First and foremost, this beautiful anonymous woman, <laughs> she's Jewish. Can you recommend some <laughs> Jewish cuisine? I'm not Jewish, but can you recommend? It's pretty you're Jewish. Jewish. You're Jewish. Yes. And just be, and if you're thinking about it and your husband's not practicing, you're just as Jewish as him. I'm just going to say that. In terms of Jewish cuisine, you know, Jewish cuisine for the most part is very centered around the holidays. So if you are going to a family member of his house for a holiday, typically a roast or a brisket or something along those lines, a gefilte fish. Other than that, on the daily, it would really just be deli. You're probably eating it and you don't even realize it. Like, go get yourself some corned beef, some pastrami, things that you can truly make at home, though. It's a brisket. It's a roast, right? Like, maybe like a schnitzel. But again, you're eating these things already. I have a right? different... Like, here's a couple things. Here's what jumped out at me first. Make a great latka. Hear me out. We don't enjoy the latka enough throughout the year. It's traditionally a Hanukkah food. But You're here's right. the good news. If this Jew boyfriend of yours leaves you high and dry, <laughs> you've now just learned how to make a great hash brown. So <laughs> if you need a contingency plan... You're making latkes, and then when you eventually end up with a Gentile king, as you probably will, you can say, honey, I make incredible hash browns, and he'll never know the difference. <laughs> I'm cracking up just because of the way you said Jew boy. So when you eventually leave this Jew boy, because <laughs> you wised up, I couldn't agree with you more, and I'm angry I didn't think about it. The latka is severely underrated. If you make it paper thin, throw in some creme fraiche and caviar. Oh, oh. my gosh. Oh, so much better than a Bellini. Oh, so Bellini. much better than a Bellini. These wow. Bellinis, no good. No, they're really never good. 
Bellinis, for the most part, are, I, I just, wow. The latka, that's a great one. I What's also, another, I, yeah. I think, and my wife makes a beautiful one, if you can make a great lox plate, so smoked yes. salmon, but like arrange it nice with the capers, with the lemon, with the with the cream cheese, good cream cheese, and a little bit of um, sliced red onion. Go out, get some nice bagels. Don't go to your supermarket. Go go somewhere where, where it's their business to make bagels. And a spread like that can be legendary legendary spread again yes. you're right and i'm wrong and i just wasn't thinking about it hopefully your cream cheese is not philadelphia if i ever see a brick at your house i'm leaving Fair. i'm leaving yes and maybe throw in some scallions or chives into that cream cheese you know zhuzh it up a bit and for your locks plate dear god make sure that there's none of that brown part you know how oh. sometimes locks has the brown that's close. I think it's like closer to the spine. It's and that awful. means that that person didn't know how to cut it. Get the locks. No brown. No brown. The brown is unacceptable. And shout out my mother, Barbara Peck, who would say the best locks is at, at Costco. It, the best locks is at Costco. Fact. Fact. <laughs> Should we listen to another? Yes. I love these speak pipes. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say I do love your podcast so, so much. It's literally in my top five. I think you guys are doing so great. You're funny, and I can follow along really easily. And I always have you guys playing in the background when I'm, like, cleaning or on my way to work or working out or anything like that. So doing great. I just wanted to say that at first. But real quick, I want your guys' opinion on homie hopping. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's basically literally hopping to your ex's friends. Um, this is the first time I've ever had like a situation of this happen to me where I guess I'm doing the homie hopping and a part of me feels guilty, but some quick backstory. I dated this guy for seven years from the age of 14 to 21. Yes, I'm 21 and I was in a seven year relationship. So I pretty much feel divorced to this guy. Um, but I don't think I owe him any sort of loyalty. So the friend that I'm dating of his was his ex best friend, but they're no longer friends. And it's not because we were together. Or anything like that. Me and this guy talking is after they stop being friends. But a part of me feels guilty. So I just want to know your guys' opinion on homie hopping. If I should maybe just not do this, I don't know. The only reason I'm questioning it because a part of me does feel guilty. But this guy is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we get into homie hopping, she made a <laughs> comment that I just wanna that I just want to talk about for a sec. That we're in her top five of podcasts wow people listen to that many podcasts yeah because you listen to none ben <laughs> but no but i'm saying no i listen to one i listen to two. Oh, no i listen to none i don't I even listen to I ours you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't but i'll listen to the morning toaster i'll watch the clips on tiktok but five podcasts just seems like a lot how do you have so much time for so much audio all right but i digress it's fine unless you have an answer i listen to a lot i mean I, we both have commutes, but like if you're on the train, if you're basically, if I'm walking, if I was in the city and I was walking anywhere, popping in the AirPods and like a quick 20 minute chunk of my favorite podcast. So I'm, I would, I probably ingest one a day so I can easily get through five in a week. 
So by the way, that's exactly why you don't know the lyrics to any songs because you're spending all of your audio time on podcasts. I do listen to a lot of podcasts and there are kid podcasts. So like there's an Arthur one, there's a Sesame Street one, and my son is obsessed with them. And I've learned that that's why people are so annoyed that I'm obsessed with pods because I don't want to hear stupid podcasts all the time. I get in the car, he's like, Dad, can you put on the Arthur podcast? And I'll put it on and he'll go, I can't hear it. And I'll be like, it's loud enough. <laughs> so annoying <laughs> oh my god that's funny well is it is it good to be in somebody's top five of podcasts though yes yeah, stop being so jewish about it it's wonderful <laughs> i'm just saying top, top five, five it's not as good as top three no it's not it should be one yes you're right that you're right about but it's fine okay homie hopping First and foremost, what a name. <laughs> so good. Second of, second of all, I'll first comment on the specific state of your relationship hopping with your homie or your ex-boyfriend's homie. It seems like you guys are bonding over shared trauma. You both no longer are with this guy. You both don't like this guy. And he's somebody that you guys bonded over not liking. I have no issues necessarily with it because... The friend, your boy, your ex-boyfriend's not friends with the friend anymore. And if it truly had nothing to do with it, then it's fine. That said, there's plenty of fish in the sea. I never really understood why somebody needs to date somebody that is friends with another friend. Aren't there other, there aren't there other people out there? But in this situation, it seems okay. Here's the thing. And I don't mean to be, God, there's just no e easy way to say this. A close friend, you never do it. Never, never, never. A good friend. Never, never. But when you have a friend who has a person that they're dating and you wind up spending time with them, you can sometimes develop chemistry with that friend. And you've been around them, you're comfortable. And I can only speak from the male experience, but I think you would be remiss to say, especially when you're in your 20s and there's a good chance like the person you're dating probably isn't going to be the person you're with forever, that there isn't a small part of your brain that goes like, I wonder what it would be like to be romantic with this person. So if the opportunity avails itself in an unscummy backstabby way to experience this ride, all I have to say is go get a ticket and strap in. Don't you think though that it's potentially problematic that all of the time that she had spent with this guy was when she was with her boyfriend? Why is that problematic? Because then... I don't know, maybe she wanted the other guy the whole time. I guess they then you Could break be. up and you're together. Yeah, I guess it's fine. I think you're right. Strap in. Let's listen to one more. If you have one more. I okay. actually, I have one from one of our male kings, a male good guys follower. And I think but it's before, worth, tell me. Before we do quickly, do you ever think, have you ever thought to yourself, do they clean these headphones, these these earphones? I think they do. But what if they didn't? What if we're currently getting an ear infection? I'm just saying, I don't know. I would say, when's the last time you had an ear infection? Because I would bet you it hasn't been for 20 plus years. It's been a bit. Yeah. Okay. Because you're a grown ass man. <laughs> if I met a 35 year old who came up to me and it's like, I'm recovering from an ear infection. I'd be like, there's more to it. <laughs> be honest. What really happened? Yeah. If you're an adult and you get ear infections, you're not living right. No, I think, yeah, no, 
No, I agree. Ear infections are a myth. (laughs) I'm just here thinking I have an itchy ear. Maybe there's something going on in the ear. Maybe there's like a rodent sitting in the ear in in the headphones. Okay, so I have something I've been thinking about. I have been working on a movie, and so we have these lunch sort of setups where it's like a beautiful spread of like a couple carbs, a couple proteins, a mm-hmm. salad bar, whatever. And I'm a one plate man, all right? Mm. I'm not doing multiple trips because it wastes time. I'm going to load up. I'm going to feed. I'm going to move on. And so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing up my salad. You know, I'm doing a, 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 just a vegetable medley. I'm doing a hybrid of a balsamic with a ranch because mm. it kind of cuts the ranch and also adds like an acid note. Are you that way too, Ben? I thought I was the only person in the world no. that does ranch and balsamic vinegar. That's why we have a podcast. I do that too. Because it it's only de- makes sense. Because straight delicious. ranch is it, diabolical. It's delicious. Our first piece of merch is going to be a shirt that says straight ranch is diabolical. Diabolical. It's delicious. You need to cut it with the acid. Yes. Okay. Fat and acid. Continue though. I love, love the ranch and balsamic vinegar. But there's no need, by the way, to do vinaigrette. That's extra calories for no reason. It's nuts. Yes. So I'm doing that up. Then I'm getting, and I can see this guy eyeballing me, right? He's staring at my plate, looking at what I'm doing. I can already tell this guy's got, he's, I can see the wheels turning. He's getting something ready to say. And I'm like, what's, what is this schmuck going to say? And Finally, he goes, you know, you can come back. To which I wanted to, I really, I looked at him and, you know, I've learned how to hold back, you know, restraint of pen and tongue. And I just kind of went, for sure. Right. But what I wanted to say is, sir, you're fat. (laughs) You're not a small guy. Where do you get off saying a word to me? My BMI is in such a good, I have the BMI of a teenager. Right. So what are you worried about what I got on my plate? And I have a family friend who used to do this, too, because, again, I'm one plate peck and I would fill up a really hearty plate and I would do my biz and walk away. And this family friend of ours, she would say, you know, there's going to be more than enough if you want more. And I wanted to be like, babe, I'm not coming back here unless it's an emergency. Don't look at my plate. Also, you could lose 30 easy. So (laughs) this is a follow-up. What are you nuts moment of like, if you're bigger, who are you telling me shit about my plate? And also don't comment on my plate. Thoughts? If you're anybody, if you're anybody, don't comment on my plate. That's right. Just leave me alone. There are only a couple people who can truly comment on my plate. That would be my wife. And that would be my mom. Yes. Because they're probably doing it out of love. There's no chance that that person in line did it to you out of love. That's right. right. I will say, though, I am not a one plate person, probably because I'm at least 30 pounds heavier than you. (laughs) (laughs) But I load up. It's a trough. It's a trough, Ben. Yeah. So I don't like that because I really don't often like my foods to touch. Interesting. I have no issues. So I like my foods touching when my foods are meant to be eaten together. But often you go to a spread like that and you have a bagel, ox and cream cheese. I'm thinking breakfast, bagel, ox and cream cheese. You have an omelet station. 
you have French toast, you pour the syrup on the French toast, then all of a sudden the syrup is touching the bagel with the lox and cream cheese, touching the omelet. Problem. Syrup is a sovereign island on the buffet plate, and you have to be very careful in that respect. You're right. You can't. Waffles and French toast cannot share a plate with any other foods. So what do you, you do? Need a dedicated one plate, pack? plate. What do you do? One plate pack. What do you do? That I will make an exception to the one plate, the one plate pack endeavor. But otherwise, I'm not. But you're right. Syrup is a sovereign nation. It needs its own space and rules and okay. borders. Okay, good. I agree. I'll, I'll give you that. So I, you know, yes, I, I've been thinking about that, and I'll tell you. I have something else I've been thinking about. And did you know this, that it's very common for a psychologist, and I can't speak from experience, to take off the month of August. They usually, psychologists will, it, it tends to be a very common vacation month for them. And I was wondering why they pick August. I mean, obviously the summer months, that's common. But then I also would bet that people tend to be happiest during the summer months, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a psychologist who takes off the month of February, you're fucking evil. <laughs> like, true. <laughs> and I was wondering if like there's a statistic of like, and I don't mean to be triggering or make light of it, but if like negative mental events happen in August because people aren't with their shrinks. Interesting. Think about that, huh? Interesting. I'm more here thinking what percentage of people in heavily seasoned areas see shrinks versus ones that have more just nice weather all the time. Mm. And by the way, L.A. is heavily seasoned in case you were planning on putting Los Angeles in that bucket that people like to put in that the weather's always nice when in reality you have harsh winters. It's not been great lately, and I'll be honest, we're we're coming up on June, and we're having another week of, like, low 60s, high 50s, cold, chilly, drizzly. It's weird. It's been a weird winter. It's not weird. Finally, somebody's being honest. You've all been <laughs> silenced by the tourism board. Finally, somebody's being honest. Yeah. But, I, yes, but, like, imagine, like, I'm assuming Hawaii they probably see, I'd think, less shrinks than in Manhattan. Which reminds me of, there was a speak pipe of someone having a question about psychology, and it could be the perfect segue. Let's pop Should in. Should we? Let's pop in. Hey, Josh and Ben. My name is Hannah. Huge fan of the podcast. I watch and listen every week. Keep it up. It's great. I'm here for a little advice on my therapist. I mm. started therapy about a month ago. I found the dude online. Looked great on paper. First meeting was great. It was all over Zoom, continues to be on Zoom. And I thought that was awesome. But now I'm not so sure. I'm paying $100 weekly out of pocket, mind you, for mediocre therapy. I feel like I'm getting nothing after each session. I'll be sitting there telling the man how awful my childhood was. And he'll just awkwardly stare at me through the camera and then say, okay. And then there's a silent pause for about 15 seconds. And in those 15 seconds, you would think your therapist would come back with something where you can be like, oh, so this is why I'm that way, or that's why this happened. There's no eureka moment with anything that he says back to you. I feel like I am going to a bar and getting drunk 
and then trauma spilling all over the person next to me and then paying for all of their drinks. You know, I'm getting nothing out of it. Absolutely nothing. And I'm spending money, you know, I just, I don't know how to go about this. I don't want to work with the man anymore. I want to find someone different, but I don't know how to tell him. And I also don't want to ghost him. So what do I do? Thanks. That leads us to the sponsor of the good guys podcast, BetterHelp. If you're having psychology, <laughs> just kidding, better help. Hit us up. What the fuck? You sponsor every other podcast but us? We're better. We want best help. Okay? Be better, better help. And help us with our bank account. Gonna, What's going on here? They're going to love that. <laughs> and for that that matter, Babel, you canceled your sponsorship of the pod? Fuck off. I don't wanna, they're going to love that, too. I don't want to learn another language that bad. If you want to learn another language, don't use Babbel. Get Rosetta Stone. Does that still exist? (laughs) You know what? Move to the country you want to learn the language of. Nothing works like quite like immersion. Maybe I need psychology. And that was unhinged with Josh Beck. Leave that in, Marshall. I don't care. A A new solo podcast. Oh, I don't want I, Marshall. I don't want the email that's going to say, you know, I think it would be best practices for us to not attack <laughs> previous and future sponsors. No, Marshall, I disagree. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> Leave it in. Okay. Okay. No, Babbel's an incredible app, and hopefully, a future sponsor of the podcast. Jumping back to our lady, what was her name? Who cares? <laughs> Just go. No. <laughs> Her name was Hannah, I believe. Yes, Hannah. <sighs> okay, Hannah. First of all, what makes you think that we're qualified <laughs> to we're answer this question? That said, you asked, so I'm going to answer it. There's nothing easier than firing somebody you've only met over Zoom. Mm, Send him an one. email. Text him. You don't, have to, you don't owe him anything. You paid him. You don't owe him anything. Text him, hey, or email him, hey. So sorry, you know, I'm, you don't have to like give him your life story and say that you're going to find another therapist. Just say, you know, I don't, I don't think that this is working out. Thanks so much. See you later. Next, $100 out of pocket for therapy, I don't think is a lot of money. So I think that if you're thinking to yourself that you're going to do better for 100, I think you're wrong. And I just want to preface that. I think that good therapy costs money, unfortunately. And so I would prepare myself for that. And lastly, hmm, she used the word Eureka, and that made me question, where did Eureka come from? The gold rush. It did. Eureka, California. Boom. You learn something new every day. Bang. Eureka. Um, Ben, have you ever done therapy? I feel like you don't need it. I've done like an isolated session or two, and... The times that I've gone, I've thought to myself, you know, I don't think I need this. And I don't think I do either. I do think that it's nice to have somebody to talk at, but I don't often need their answers, if that makes sense. So this sounds like a great therapist for me, if you want to recommend him over. (laughs) Somebody that just listens to me and says nothing, and we move on. And a hundred bucks? Cheap. I have benefited from therapy, as you can tell from my rant about four four minutes ago, I'm completely mentally stable. (laughs) That being said, um, here's my quick two cents about therapy. And I agree. I agree with Ben. My friend has this take my 
great writer friend, Ryan Holiday, brilliant New York Times bestselling author, says this about books. And I think it applies to more than just books, which is you don't have to stick with a book if it sucks. Give it 50 pages. And if, if you're not completely enthralled, give it away. Like you can always move on. There's millions of books because I think that's a big part of people's aversion with reading is they feel like they have to tough it out if they're not completely connected. It's like, no, find the book that grabs you in the first 20 pages. So I think it's okay to walk away. If you're a hundred percent done with this shrink and only, you know, that then agreed with Ben, let it go, be done. Fine. You can do it over zoom. If you are 80% done, or slightly on the fence, I think it's worthwhile and sometimes can benefit you to say these things to your shrink. Mm. To say, I've been you know, feeling this way and I'm hoping for something a little bit more, where it's a little bit more clear, the progress, or this is what I'm looking for in feedback from you, what do you think? Because I don't think shrinks can read our minds. And sometimes their approach, they could be good at what they're doing, but it just might be different than what you need at that time. And maybe they can shift and accommodate what you need. I would imagine therapy over Zoom, which I've done, is a little bit harder than in person because you're just not getting all the same cues. And maybe your shrink has really slow dial-up internet, so there's a lag. Anyway, (laughs) um, but I think also what's important to, to remember about therapy is that You know, it's like working out and that even if you have never worked out or it's going to be a long journey to your eventual mental six pack, you know that every time you work out, you might not see some crazy jump or this eureka moment you're talking about. You might not all of a sudden be able to lift a hundred pounds more than you thought or run for miles or all of a sudden see all these muscles popping out. But you know, every time that you're making just like a 1% increase. You're making a 1% sort of growth. You can just feel it. And I think that's what therapy is, that every session is certainly not going to be a eureka moment. Some sessions are going to be better than others. But if you look at it over time, you can see that you're trending in a better direction. But in my experience, therapy has never been where a psychologist tells you what's wrong. It's like, for me, it's when they've allowed me to talk things out at nauseam And then they're slowly guiding me to sort of come to the answer on my own. Does that make sense? It does. And it was very, very eloquently put. And that's our episode. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe five stars. Who could give this less than five? Not me. Certainly not me. Tell a friend, download the pod, listen to it, watch us on YouTube. And that's it. Have a great weekend. Actually, this will come out later. I hope you had a great weekend. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.